Hello. So welcome to Crime Double Podcast where we talk about death. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll do. Alright. So what did we do? Valentine's um, Day. Yeah, because Valentine's Day was Friday. You got me a bicycle. Yep. It's super cute. Mm-hmm. It's baby blue. And the weather has been fantastic. I say that sarcastically. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was serious. Sunday afternoon wasn't bad. Yeah, but it was still a little muddy. Was, yeah. Yeah. A little wet outside. Yep. Anyways. Uh, okay. Valentine's Day ones. I have a new one for the quiz. A little segment that we're going to start doing. Except Yay. I feel like I'm it's... So excited. I feel like this one's gonna be too easy. Start with the least obvious clue. Yeah, I try. I'm gonna try. I was trying to pick out you things. Just, I'm just a pro. You can't. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm basically John Douglas. Yeah, but then I'll get to the more obvious ones if you don't get those. But Kay. we'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, mine's really short. It's literally like a page and a half. Mm, okay. Of of uh, Google Doc. You know how I started? So I like was putting all of my. Um, official investigative journalist reports into one Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Well, I started, I got to page like 100 and something Jesus. on that Google Doc. So I started a new one and I think I'm already on page like 17. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I use uh, Microsoft OneNote and it's a lot easier to manage. Mm, well, I don't know how to use that. So. Oh, it's free and it's easy. Yeah, I have it on my computer. I just yeah. don't know how to use it. Mm. Um... I use it for work. We all use it at work, and it's mm. amazing. That's cool. So, yeah. You techies. Yep. Okay. Um. Well, do you want to go first? No, I think we'll start doing you first. Why? So that I can just do this, my story, and then do the... Because it, it's so hard for you to start talking. Okay, I'll do mine first. Yeah, thanks. So you can play on your phone. I'm not even Mine's holding not that, my phone Mine's right not now. that long either. You butt munch. Mine's not that long either. Okay. My story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> His name is uh, Nathan Luthold. Uh, he was born Andrew or Nathan Andrew Luthold, and he killed his wife, D-Nice, on Valentine's Day 2013. D-Nice. <laughs> um, he was it's a... Denise. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And then he does the the knees. <laughs> uh, that is one of the best s- skits ever. Comedy skits. Uh, you, actually, those two guys are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested on March sixth, uh, twenty thirteen. So he actually was not arrested for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was found guilty and sentenced to eighty years in prison. For the murder of his wife apparently he killed his wife on valentine's day for his love interest who mm. is lithuanian mm. ana dabalate i want to say anal <laughs> ana oh get your mind out of the gutter i'm probably going to be assassinated now <laughs> he uh she was 20 years old at the time Whoa. and he was 39 so was his wife um, he was a former missionary. 
I know. Whenever I was reading it, I was like, oh, he killed he killed his wife and missionary. But no. Ew. That's not the case. That wasn't even funny. That was just gross. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Anyways. What's it called? Um, when you... <laughs> oh, mercenary. It's where you, like, go kill people. Oh. Oh, I, I didn't get know that. get missionary one. and mercenary. And <laughs> Those are two opposite they things. They could not be more opposite. And they uh, are spelled nothing close to the same. Yeah, they are. Mercenary, missionary. Mercenary, M E R. You know what I mean. Keep oh, okay. Talking. Okay. Uh, judge Kevin Lyons said, I had, uh, so the judge of the case, you know. He said, I have to give you credit. You have led a law-abiding life, and for many years, you did a good you did good things, but you have poisoned it all. Mm. You son of a bitch. I added that last part. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, fe- so, yeah. Um, February 14th, if you didn't know, that's Valentine's Day. Um, around 3.15 p.m., he called 911 uh, from his in-laws home in Peoria, Illinois. Mm. Yeah, this isn't that far from here. Uh, where he was living with his wife and three kids at the time. So he was living with his in-laws and they were all living a like the whole family was living there. Oh. I don't know why. Maybe and they had kids? Mhm. Oh. Three kids. Oh. Maybe they were in between houses. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Seth, who is 12, Julia, who is 10, and Janelle, who is 4. So, I mean, yeah, that sucks. And then the judge also said, like, you robbed them of their mom or something like that. Yeah. Um, So, apparently, there was these interesting facts. So, there's three reliable denials that can contain, or, I'm sorry, uh, three reliable denial components or will contain these three components man i'm sorry i know what i know (laughs) that was probably confusing can you say that again yeah so the there's reliable components in denials and there's three of them that i don't know how to explain this i didn't write this down very well it will contain these three components. There you go. Okay. Sorry. Say that, that are one reliable. More time. Huh? Say that one more time. A denial will contain these three reliable components. There you go. Oh, so like for every every time someone denies something, it contains mm-hmm. these three themes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry for you. butchering the it's fuck okay. out of that. I can translate okay. for you yeah. to the people. Yeah. You get my stupidity. The pronoun, <laughs> hey, the pronoun I, so it'll contain the pronoun oh, I. yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Like, um, they have, like, linguist, like linguistic experts that come in, mm-hmm. and they analyze, um, like, confessions or denials, like you said, or even, like, 911 calls. Mm-hmm. They'll come in and analyze the language used, and usually they can draw conclusions from the words, um, and the like inflections in the words that are used. Right. So the pronoun I, past tense verb did not or didn't, and accusation answered. In his statement in court, 
He said, I didn't kill my wife, Denise, followed by I told the truth or by I'm telling the truth. While addressing the denial, he said, I didn't kill my wife, Denise. It is more than 99% likely to be true. Um, and then also, I didn't kill my wife, Denise. I told the truth. I'm innocent. Hmm. So... The weird thing is, is I understand like you, you were aware of this, but like if I was accused of this, I'd be like, dude, I didn't do it. And I would be saying I, you would say, and didn't, if you were truly grieving, I think you would be like, my wife is dead. Someone did this to my wife. Yeah. If you were being accused, I, like you just said, I didn't do it. You wouldn't say I didn't kill my wife. Like I didn't do it. Yeah. If you didn't do it, you wouldn't even like want to say it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because I was like, I I would be saying these things. So I don't know. But uh, I see what you're saying. It's really interesting when you, there are like some cases where, um, where there's like infamous 911 calls, like the John Bonet, when her mom calls 911, that they have like, they've broken down the 911 call to like each sentence to see like the language in that. And yeah, like Hmm. you would say, um, like, you know, right. Um, my, my child isn't breathing. You'd, you'd be like, you know, someone hurt my child. Instead of saying that on the 911 call, you'd be like, get to my house right now. My child, you know, yeah. needs help. You wouldn't be like, someone came into my house and hurt my kid. You'd be like, my kid needs help right now. Yeah. Or like my, yeah, I know. I, I see what you're saying. It's the the way you word it even though you're using the same words mm-hmm. yeah I don't, I, that probably doesn't it's make really, sense but it makes sense yeah, to me <laughs> no it's really interesting yeah that is that whole concept yeah like the linguistics it's crazy they have people that study this yeah what's sad is they have people that study this and that is their job because there are so many people doing this yeah like you know that documentary on netflix the staircase about the mm, the nope. man whose wife fell down the staircase and died. Fell down. And yeah, and he was like, she was drunk and fell down, and but there was like blood everywhere when the ambulance got there, and they were like, this isn't normal, just falling down a flight of stairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was like blood like covering the wall, and they play his nine one one call, and um, this podcast I listened to was talking about it that um, he says like my wife fell down the stairs and the 911 operators like well how many stairs and he's like uh I, I don't know and she's like sir how many stairs were like trying to see how severe it was and he goes uh uh 1820 so they were saying that because he took that long to answer he wasn't his wife's body was at the you know the bottom of the steps dead and he had to go back and look at the stairs to answer the question so when he called 911 he wasn't next to his wife's body oh. he was like somewhere else and when she asked how many stairs he's like uh and he had to go back and look at the staircase hmm. i was gonna say i i see i see that now because like at my parents old house it was a two-story mm-hmm. so like you know obviously like our rooms were upstairs mm-hmm. i walked those damn things every day of my life but i couldn't tell you how many right. were there but i see what you're saying yeah he was just in the other room like hey my wife bitch is dead yeah 
Like if yeah. it were if it were me, you would run and I would hope you would run <laughs> run and grab the phone in the other room and come back to my body and be calling, trying to help me. Yeah. You know, he shut up. He was like, uh, <laughs> and had to go back. Yeah. And look I see what you're saying. I know. It, I know it, what you're saying. The question caught him off guard. Yeah. Is what they were saying. Yeah. So it's just things like that. Hmm. I find that's really yeah. That is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he ended up saying all that those things and kind of like eh, yeah um but she actually the ana she denied that they had actually ever been with each other mm. um but actually both of them did they denied that they vote they had a, any interest in each other which is bullshit nathan um so but uh so she is actually lithuanian so like i said she came to the u.s to um study and Nathan and his wife were sponsoring her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so Nathan's attorney, I know he's doing what he's paid to do, but it's just bullshit. Um, he argued that someone in the home broke, broke in and shot Denise. Somehow only shot Denise, didn't shoot the kids, didn't shoot Nathan. Um, yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Then the detectives say that um, the house looked too neat after an alleged burglary, and they also did not uh, said that he didn't act um, like he didn't. They they quoted didn't act right when he was uh, told about his wife's death. Like I I think when he called he told them you know, but when they said like no you're wife like we can't save her then like i guess he didn't act right hmm. um subjective too i feel like huh that's subjective yeah people do grieve in different ways mm-hmm. but yeah yeah uh it is but at the same time like i don't know if i don't think there's anybody in this world that just would go yeah cool that sucks you know yeah i'm not saying he said cool but i'm sure there was something off about it like really off um and then another thing is is that nathan owned the same gun uh that was used to kill uh denise and the um the judge and everything they believe that this was a an apparent Valentine's Day present to his love interest, Ana. So they think that he was, <laughs> he killed his wife and said, hey, you know, here's my Valentine's Day present to mm. you. I'm all yours. And she's like, oh. That's so, just what I want. Yeah, so there was no proof that they had an affair together. So, hmm. so I don't know. I'm a, if there wasn't anything going on i'm assuming he was obsessed with her and then he just acted upon these or you know he did all these things and then was like yeah hey look what i did for you and she's like i never wanted you to do this yeah um but but if she was living in the house with them it'd be really hard to prove that they were having an affair you know because if she's like a secret lover or whatever and she's sneaking into his house and they find her dna oh that you know obviously she's been there for some reason but if she's living there like you know her 
stuff is going to be everywhere anyway. Yeah, so. right. Or maybe since they did live together, he murdered his wife, and he was like, okay, well, if the police ask, we had no yeah. affair, and they stuck to it. Possibly. Who knows? They, there were, they couldn't they couldn't do that. But he, I mean, he was charged guilty, so hmm. 80 years in prison. Hmm. So SOB can rot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he killed his wife. Three kids. That's so sad. What? Three kids. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Like, their mom was taken away, and then their dad is now, mm-hmm. you know. Gone. Gone. And they have to deal with the fact that he was the reason. Yep. That, his mo- that their mom is gone. Yep. And they were, I mean, four and ten. The 12-year-old is still young. Like mm-hmm. That's only two years older than the 10-year-old, but... I don't know. Like, it sucks. Yeah. It would suck. Like, I'm not saying that, yeah. like, excuse him, but, like, Jesus. Mm, I bet that four-year-old have a lot of issues when they grow up. Well, this happened in 2013, so you're four in 2013, so you would She's be. She's 11 now. Yeah, whatever. Seven plus four. Yeah. He, she, I don't know if it's a girl. Uh, Janelle. Janelle, yeah. So, yep, that's my story. Wow. Okay. That was rough. Mm, Yeah. Are you ready for mine? Jeez. My short little... My short little story. Okay. I'm going to take you. Go on a magic carpet ride with me to Chicago. Wow. We were just in Peoria, so it doesn't take that long to go to we're Chicago. Driving. We're driving two yeah. hours north <laughs> on this magic carpet. We're going to Chicago. February 14th, 1929. Oh, damn. The roaring 20s. 20s almost. We're almost the Great over. Depression. Great Depression was in the 20s. But it was in the early 30s. Didn't it start in the late 20s? Yeah, uh, I thought 30s. so. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's Valentine's Day, 1929. Okay. Yeah. It's 10:30 a.m. Flappers were out. They were coming home from their night of partying, and their speakeasies, <laughs> um, underground speakeasies. Um, so 10:30 a.m. and seven men are working in a brick garage. Oh shit! I was wrong. 1929. Yeah. August of 1929. I thought it started at the end of 29. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a little before that, but I am obviously wrong. Because the Great Depression is kind of what led us into World War Two. Yeah, I know, but I thought, yeah, I thought it lasted all through the 30s, mm. and then was. Um, nope. The wrong. Ba- the you were end wrong. Of the 20s. <laughs> okay. So, what's the last thing you heard me say? Uh, wrong. You are wrong. About the story. Um, I don't remember. Okay. February 14th, 1929. It's 10 a.m. in the morning, and seven men are working in a brick garage at 2122 North Clark Street. Ew. It is burped, and it tasted like burritos. Yeah. Oh, my fantastic burritos, because I am a master chef. Sure. All of a sudden... (laughs) 
All of a sudden, imagine, you are one of seven men working in a garage. All of a sudden, four men bust into the garage. They just make their way into the garage. Two of them are dressed as police officers, and they announce that it's a raid and ordered all seven men to line up against the wall. So these seven garage workers are like, oh, crap. Then... As they're lined up on the wall, 90 bullets from submachine guns, shotguns, and a revolver rang out. Dang. This Ki- is like... Um, killing all seven men. Gangster style. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that. Witnesses saw the four gunmen run out of the garage, get in a police-style black Cadillac touring car with a siren, a gong, a rifle rack, and a speed... Um, oh, and speed away. <laughs> I was like, what's a speedaway? <laughs> and they sped away. Um, this incident went on to be known as the Valentine's Day Massacre. Is that it? So, no. Oh. As it turns out, these seven victims that were killed were Frank Huck Gusenberg, Peter Goosey Gusenberg, Dr. Reinhardt Schwimmer, Albert Kachalek, Adam Hayer, Albert Wien, Wienshank and John May, or who, <laughs> just John May, who were a part of the Irish Northsiders led by the infamous gangster George Bugs Moran. Ah. So, what were these seven men doing in a garage at 10.30 a.m.? They're speakeasy. They weren't working on cars, that's for sure. Um... As it turns out, the seven men were working on Bugs's bootlegging operation mm. because it was the prohibition. Oh. Someone at our door right now? I don't see anybody at our door. My phone just told yeah, me mine someone's did too. at my door. And I have my back to the door, which makes me feel like someone's watching me. I'm looking at our ring camera, and I don't see anyone. Okay, so if I were, um, you know, a man in my 20s, in the 1920s, I would probably be a part of um, this Irish Northsiders gang because I am disgustingly Irish. (laughs) And Irish people in the 20s were treated like vermin. So I would have had to turn to to the mob. Turn to the mob? Yeah. So um, the the bootlegging operation was the biggest and realest threat to... One of the most infamous gangs in history, the Italian Southside Gang, led by none other than the great, the man, the myth, the legend. <gasps> Do you know? Al Capone. Oh. Oh, yeah, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Al Capone and the Italian Southside Gang, they had their own bootlegging operation. So... His gang and um, Bugs's gang, the Irish North Side. What were they bootlegging? Um, beer and whiskey. Mm. Um, because, as you know, prohibition. Right. So that was how they made money: was illegally selling and trading alcohol. Um. Okay. So Al Capone had his own bootlegging. The fuck was that? I was trying to find my spot. Oh. He had his own bootlegging um, company, and Bugs had his own bootlegging company. 
gang. So these two gangs were like Microsoft and Apple, basically, in the world of gangs. They were like Coke and Pepsi. They hmm. were like DC and Marvel. They were like... I get it. Duracell and Energizer. Okay. They were like Microsoft and Apple. I just said that. <laughs> I know. But munch. Okay. So, naturally, when you have enemies in the mob world, you take them out. Right? I'm assuming. I'm actually not in a mob, so I don't really know that much about it. But Say hello to my little friend. So, uh... So that's that's kind of what happened. Um, however, the real target of the assassination on the seven men was Bugs mm-hmm. himself. But that morning, he had decided to sleep in. Oh. And I he missed his work in the garage, his bootlegging work in the garage. So he didn't die. I keep thinking you're going to say Bugs Bunny. No. Um, so when the police started investigating... When the real police started investigating the incident, not these fake police, mm-hmm. um, they immediately went to Al Capone because they were like, mm, a bunch of uh, Irish Northsiders are dead. Must be the South Side. So they went to Al Capone. But as it turns out, he was vacationing at his retreat at his retreat on Palm Island in the Florida Keys. So he wasn't even in Chicago at the time. Hmm. And the police were like, well, we can't arrest you for the massacre because you weren't even in the state. But we're pretty sure that you probably called this whole thing into action. You said the south side? So the serpents? No, this isn't Riverdale. (laughs) That teenager show. This is real life. I would recognize those abs anywhere. Gross. (laughs) This is real life mobbing. This Uh, isn't. That was the cheesiest line ever. What's his name? What's his name? Um, I don't remember. Kelly Ripa's... Mark Consuelos. This isn't him. Oh, yeah, yeah. This isn't his gang. This is Al Capone, baby. (laughs) This is the real deal. So, eight days after this massacre on February 22nd, police were called to the scene of a garage fire where they found a 1927 Cadillac. Mm, You remember Cadillac? Mm -hmm disassembled and partially burned so Hmm. they believed that this car was the one that witnesses saw fleeing the scene of the crime eight days prior um so in 1967 eight days prior oh the the massacre was eight days prior Uh uh-huh and witnesses saw the black cadillac fleeing the scene i thought you meant the car was found eight days prior and i was like okay no that's why i was confused for a second do you understand now i understand okay so Okay. In, in 1967, the garage on North Clark Street where the um, massacre occurred was torn down. And today, the site is a parking lot for a nursing home. Hmm. Um, a Canadian businessman purchased the bricks on the north side of the wall, which is... I, I found this interesting when I was like typing this up because... Um, and I doubt they did this on purpose, but the Irish North Side, they were lined up on the north wall of the garage and murdered. Huh. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. Um, so a Canadian businessman, all the bricks that were on the north side of this garage were, like I just said, the ones that the seven men were lined up and killed on. Um, and he bought all these bricks because they still had like bullet holes. Yeah. And, like, damage to them from the bullets. 
Um, and some of the bricks... It's kind of morbid. Yeah. He must be like like me. Um, <laughs> so some of the bricks were individually sold and are currently in the Mob Museum in Las Vegas and the National Museum of Crime and Punishment in Washington, D.C. Hmm. Um, no one was ever convicted for the crime. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They never got anybody? Mm-mm. Um, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre has been referenced in many pop culture works, such as the 1959 film Al Capone, the 1967 film The St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and the 1932 film Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> and many, many other um, yeah. films and documentaries. Um, and that is the short overview of the Valentine's Day Massacre. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Learned something new. Yeah. I didn't really know about that. Yeah. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Strap in. Okay. Oh, that was a gun, not a... Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um. So, 10 victims. You didn't get it yet? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, received eight concurrent life sentences. Um, had a close... I'm trying to pick out these, you know. Had a close relationship with his father until his parents' divorce. Ran away from home at the age of 14 and found out his dad had remarried and had a stepson. Good. I like the... This is not getting mm, you right away. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, now we're starting to get into... Uh, had an IQ of 145. That's every serial killer. Okay. Uh, killed him... Let's see. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep some of the more obvious ones oh, that you might know. Um, Ed Kemper? Fuck. Yeah. How did you know this? Um, How did you know? Because I didn't even... I don't know. I'm just that good. The co-ed killer. But how, My boy. How did you know? How did you know, though? Um, because he had a horrible life with his um, mom, mom. So he went to live with his dad. And his dad sent him back after a month. Yep. And then he was sent to live with his grandparents. And then yep. he murdered his grandma and grandpa with That's a gun. why, yep, that's why I, I was, I said killed his, and then it was his grandparents Yeah, and I think mother. that kind of gave it away, too. Yeah. And you were like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I knew you might get it there, so I tried to retract that. Ed but, Kemper! Um, I love, I don't love Ed Kemper, but I love... Um, Cameron Britton, who plays him in Mindhunter. Yeah, he's he the way good. he portrays Ed Kemper, he makes me like Ed Kemper. Yeah, but I know it's just the actor who plays him that I actually like. The uh, the other ones I had was um, his schizo. Uh, did I say received eight concurrent life sentences? Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, when he killed his grandmother, he just wanted to see what it would be like. He only killed his grandpa because he didn't want him to know that he's his wife was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and he inspired the uh, character Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. And that dude was six seven, right? Or six yeah, nine. I didn't give that away because I knew you would yeah. know. Yeah, he was huge. Apparently, he used to get made fun of. 
And then I didn't put, I'd like, if it came down to it, I was going to say, like, he cut the heads off of, he decapitated, I guess, would be the better yeah. term. Women and would so he was have in, sex with their yeah. decapitated heads. Yeah. So he was real messed up. So yeah, he went. He would do this, like, in his mom's house. Yeah. Well, they're pretty sure he did it to his mom. Yeah, that, yeah. That he cut her head off, and they yeah. think that he yeah masturbated with her head. Um, he oh. yeah he went oh. to live in a like psych institution as a teenager after he killed yep, his grandparents. and he got out. And yeah, he got out because he saw like his file or something like that, and he knew how to act to be seen as like healthy yeah so he did that and then he got out and he had to go back to the like the place every like year or so to like do these checkups and see how he was functioning in society and one of the times that he went back he had a woman's decapitated head in his trunk that's crazy yeah and he's like yeah everything's good i'm doing fine yeah damn it i gotta get more i'm just too good i'm sorry no it took you a while last week. Yeah, I didn't get it until you said the boobs. Yeah, not until the boobs. Well, I failed on that one. You didn't fail. Yeah, so I want to stump you. But he was so hard because he's such a popular one. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of crunched on time, so it's like, I, I, I knew had it would be no an easy idea one. until you said he killed his. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. That dude, when he would walk into rooms, had to duck down to walk through the door. Yeah, I, I kept that out because I knew that's an easy, like, that it's was just kind of his thing. Like, he was a big guy. Yeah, but it's just so crazy. Yeah. He's such a wild, he's he's a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah, he's disgusting. I, mean, I was reading some of this to, like, see, like, if I could pick out some of his murders that would, like, not give it away, but mm-hmm. be interesting. But then, like, they're all the same, of course, because that's, like, their MO or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I <laughs> I was just like, God, I like, I couldn't even read some of them because it was just so morbid and disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, um like captured one girl she was like i think she was only like 14 or 15 she was on her way to ballet class and he was like oh i'll give you a ride so she got in to his car and he got out to like get his weapon out of his trunk or whatever and he locked himself out of his car (laughs) on accident and he was like oh no like this is where i get caught and he talked the girl back into unlocking like he talked her into unlocking the car and letting him back in dang that's how like psychopathic he was where he could that's not a word yeah i was yeah psycho that's how manipulating he was on the human mind was he yeah this girl knew he was gonna kill her and he still talked her into letting him back in the car yeah and then there was um i saw one that said like in santa cruz california there were um the like the community college or something was or maybe just a college either or was instructed like their students were warned do not take a ride from anybody yeah. unless they have a a sticker on their car from this school and his mom had a sticker like mm. of the 
of the school on yeah. her car. She worked there, didn't she? Uh, I think, yeah, something like yeah, that. So, she worked there. Yeah. So, she was like a secretary or Yeah. Something. So he picked somebody up um, because he had the sticker on it, you know. Yeah. But, and then killed her, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Messed up. I know. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. All right. Well, I'll uh, try to be better next week. Well, he's also one of my favorite. Oh. I, he, you have favorite? Like, that's that's fucked like up. He's like top five for sure. You have favorites? Yeah. That's fucked up. Like the worse they are, the more I'm intrigued by them. Because <laughs> I'm like. Oh, this is weird. I'm like, how could someone be so sick in the head? Well, yeah. I'm not going to tell you my f- my favorite one because then you won't do it. Yeah, you're right. I won't. Yeah. Just, I've, do- just I've done him on me. here before. Oh, okay. You'll just have to tell me whenever I come across it then. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to just do big name ones because they're easier to mm-hmm. guess. Like I can't do like Bill, Billy Joe from, oh. you know, like you're not going to get that. Yeah, from so Georgia. Yeah, right. So... All right. Okay. Okay. What are we doing next week? Oh, um, do you have any ideas? <laughs> of course not. Let's do podcasters pick. Okay. That's what I suggested right. last week, out. but then we were like, oh, Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We can do that. Okay. Podcasters All right. pick. All right. Tune in. See you next week or whatever. We won't see anybody, but. It's a figure of speech. I'll Anyways. See you. Uh, yeah, you will. Yep. And the days prior to next week. Nope. But anyways. All right. Just next week. <laughs> all right. Bye. Ed Kemper. <laughs>